BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Now this goes out to all of my beautiful people. I'm Jay Star, you know it's nice to meet ya. 7.45 a.m. Catch me on the morning meetup. Hosted by David Shane's. Um, how to get a seat at the table. Guys, it is important. It is vital to have a seat at a table. Okay? I really, really believe in community. I really, really believe in community. You know, it was funny, and I didn't get a chance to clap back. But I will. Um, I was talking about like my last post where um, I was just explaining. I haven't really been focused on growing my following necessarily because I've been like focused on other stuff. Right. And someone said that, oh, but you just told us to build a community. And for some reason, that person thought that building a following and building a community is the same thing. And it's just not. <laughs> it is just not. So. Um, do me a favor. I want you guys to put one thing in the chat. Hold on. Let me bow. One thing in the chat real quick on, um, let, let me, let me, let me get into the first part of it. Then, then I'll ask you a question before we get a seat at any table. I think it's very important that we have to decide what you want to eat first. Okay. Somebody put it in the chat. What's your favorite restaurant? What's your favorite type of food? Is it seafood? Is it Olive Garden? I love the calamari at Olive Garden. I like to put that out there. Uh, calamari, olive, surprisingly, surprise, and I've been to a lot of restaurants. I've had a lot of calamari. Olive Garden by far has the best. Don't tell Donnie that because then she'll say that my palate is unrefined or something weird. But uh, what is... Taco, seafood, okay. Bonefish Grill, okay. Somebody throw something in the chat that's your favorite restaurant that most people probably wouldn't agree with. Or will call you, um... Listen, if you like Applebee's, put Applebee's in the chat. If that's your favorite spot, you know what I mean? If Captain D's is your favorite seafood restaurant, put it in there, okay? You deserve it. You de- Listen, ain't not... not this the 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 black and blue salad at Zaxby's is divine. You know what I mean? You don't get, listen. You don't got it. Don't let nobody judge you for eating what you want to eat. Okay. Let's get to the message. Before we decide, okay, I want to have a seat at the table. Let's just decide what we want to eat first. Do you like caviar? Y'all ever had caviar? <clears throat> what about chitterlings? Does anyone like chitterlings? Nobody likes chitterlings. Cheddar's is hitting, ain't it? Golly, it ain't everywhere. 
Nobody likes chitterlings? Okay. I mean, some people do, though. Some people do. <clears throat> My point is, some people, when we have these conversations about having a seat at a table, it it always appears to be about money, power, influence, all that kind of stuff. But some of you don't necessarily want that. Not a, listen, I've I've listen I have realized and recognized that wealth is not for everybody. And I get a lot of backlash for that. I do. And like people who are um who are kind of like influencers or like the wealthy and I I just realized it's not a poverty mindset for somebody that doesn't want to get wealthy. It's just they understand that the things that we accumulate on this earth don't last forever anyway. Why chase something that won't necessarily make you happy? I know, I haven't met anybody, but I know that there are some people that um that would trade all of their money for some of the things that you have. I thought it was so odd one time. I was talking to a gentleman that has been privileged. And he said, man, I wish I wasn't so privileged. He was like, yo, I was thinking about like giving away all the stuff that I have and living in my car for like two years so I can experience poverty. I thought that was so asinine, asinine. Asinine or Asinine? Asinine. I thought that was so crazy. But then I realized some people want different stuff out of life. I just realized it. So it's it's kind of it's backwards because some of you want a seat at a table of millionaires and billionaires but it's not really what you want. It just seems like something that you should have. Some people who aren't money driven, you would look at them and say, well, they don't know their worth. Well, they kind of do. They're saying, I'm not willing to sacrifice this moment for money. Yeah, I want to live like in the moment. I don't necessarily want to like chase dreams and stuff like that. And I realize that there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying, let's just decide what we want to eat before we want to eat it. Before we just start picking tables. Listen, there are big money tables. There are big influence tables. There are big um, uh, uh, philanthropic tables. There are big spiritual tables. There are tables of love. Some of you probably just want to Sit at the table with your family, every son, a family, people who love you. I'm asking you not to just start associating yourself with people just because they have something that you feel that would make you be looked at in a certain way. You feel that this table would make you happy. And wow, if I get around millionaires and billionaires, I'll be happy and you won't. Some, uh, listen, I know some very successful people that are some of the most despicable humans. This man, 
And I could be a hater, but sometimes I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I wish you didn't have money. Ah, uh, just despicable humans. Is this the table you want to sit at? I don't know. Now I'm going to teach you how to get to the table, to get to whatever table you want. But I think it's important first to, dis to discuss, yo, this, we need to figure out what table we want. Listen, everything you eat has drawbacks. So let we're going to decide what we want to eat first before we pick a table, but everything you eat has drawbacks. There are pros and cons to everything you eat. You can't eat all fruit. Look at the research. I mean, hey, Bryn, it's not good to eat all fruit, right? Like 100% fruit. One thing I do know is too much of anything is a bad thing. So we all need water, right? But it's possible to drink too much water. Did you know that? You can't, like, it's not, it's not all one thing, right? I mean, so even if, let's say, even if eating, um, all right, so, so I, I've been vegan before. I was raw vegan. It had some drawbacks in the beginning now. Very healthy, very healthy, but it had some drawbacks on my on my emotional well-being. <laughs> it, it just didn't make me happy. Yeah, you know what's crazy too? Some foods that you eat aren't good for you, even though it's a good thing to eat. There, somebody was like saying, I need to go get my blood tested to see what type of food, what type of diet I should be eating. What's what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. <laughs> my, my, my parents used to say that all the time. Or what's good for the goose is good for the... I don't... Let me just move past because I don't really understand what she was saying. Listen, the more money at a table, the more the agenda. I'm telling you, go to those tables where there's a whole bunch of people with a whole lot of money and you will find sometimes that a lot of those people have certain agendas. If you spent your whole life making money, that has been a focus for you. Now, when you get to a higher level, maybe those tables are about uh, um, giving, philanthropy. There's some super wealthy people and they really, really just want to give it all away. But some of those people that say they want to give it all away, it's just because they've already gotten the money. Now they want power and respect. And you can get power and respect by... Supporting people, helping people. There's always an agenda somewhere. Now, you can go to a table with less money. And the drawback is there's less money at the table. <laughs> the drawback of a table of people with less money is that there's less money. And, uh, and people at this table don't understand money. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so... We're going to decide what table we want to get at, right? Okay. Let's just decide what we want first before we start networking. Uh, a million dollars isn't for everybody. And it's okay. It is okay. Okay. Here we go. Let's get there. One, how do we get to the table? The best way to have a seat at the table 
is what? What do y'all think number one is? What do y'all think? I think y'all know what number one is. To pay, to decide. The best way to have a seat at the table, value, get in the room. Nobody got it. The best way to get a seat at the table is to have your own table. <laughs> Believe it or not, nobody wants to bring you to a table if you don't already have one. Okay? I'm just, I'm just saying. The best way to get an invite. You know what's crazy? I didn't get many invites to a table until I had my own. Isn't that interesting? I'm just saying. We're so focused on getting to everybody's table that we're neglecting that the best way to get an invite to a table is to build your own. I understand people aren't, when, like, people invite me to certain tables. They invite me to certain circles, invite me to investor meetings, invite me, people invite me to stuff, which is really, really cool. But it's crazy that nobody invited me anywhere until I didn't need the invite. <laughs> That's a bar if you want to like if you want to write that down. Nobody invited me to the table until I didn't need to be at the table. Some of you need to be at the table. And you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, if I get at this table, I'll be fine." Not true. That's not true. Sometimes you get an invite, you won't even understand what's happening. And then the people at the table will look at you like, yo, who invited this kid? Okay, so let's focus this year. Let's just build, let's just build our own table, like our own success stories. Listen, build your own before you go to someone else's. Otherwise, you won't even have anything to talk about when you get to the table. It's you've you've got to go build something, at least so you can be conversational. At these, you have nothing to say. You have, you have nothing to say to people. If I invited you to some of my like my like some of my like little private situations or like little conversations or you you'll end up saying something probably that shows that you don't belong here. I don't think anybody's gonna say it, but eventually. You'll show, you'll show. It's the people that haven't built anything that always have advice and the people who have built something understand that what you're saying doesn't make any sense. I don't want to, uh, what's an example? What's an example? Uh, so... A, uh, and I had explained it. It was, it was a really dope teachable moment. So I'm, I'm going to use him as an example. It's a person on my team. And he was like, yo, we've got, we're going to get to 10,000 members, but I think the goal is too small. He's like, yo, just like you said, you were trying to make a million, but you went for a million. You had to go for 10 to get a million. He said, so I think 
We can get to a million. We can get to... <laughs> Yo, chill, bro. <laughs> He's funny. I, uh, yeah, okay. So anyway, he's like, yo, we can get to 10,000 if we go for 100,000. Based on the philosophy of you go for more, you'll get more than you went for. And uh, we had a really dope conversation. And I was like, well, sometimes the goal is too big and to if the goal seems so out of reach, we won't even go after it. So when I'm saying, like, I wanted to make a million, and my boy, my boy AD was like, yo, the best way to make a million is to go for 10. But I actually mapped out 10 million. And I started to believe, yo, I could make $10 million. I could do that. So I mapped out a real strategic plan. I saw the 10. So we went past the million because I was going for 10. But I don't see 100,000 members in a morning meetup. Not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying if I'm looking at myself realistically, I'm setting a goal based on what I feel like we can accomplish with some stretch and some miracle. It's like the goal has to be like stretch. I can work for it. And then there has to be a little bit of miracle in there for me to get there. But I see it. I actually mapped it out, the 10 million. I don't see a hundred thousand. So if we like it, for someone that's like going after a big goal, it might, it might even sound crazy. The advice saying, yo, go after something that doesn't even seem possible in your head right now. And it could be, it could be my limiting belief. Could be. But what I'm saying is like, we got to be able to see what the goal is. My, my point is, my point is, When you, when you are actually in the field, this is why, yo, this is why it, it'd be the craziest thing. People who aren't in a relationship that give relationship advice. It sounds crazy to people who are in a relationship. It's not as simple as the advice that you're given. And because you haven't like been in a successful relationship, you don't even understand some of the nuances. You just, you can say it real good and it sounds real good. And people will agree because the audience of people that are listening to people who need relationship advice are people who aren't in a relationship. So if you're hearing somebody who sounds really, really good and giving you the thing that you want to hear, it's going to sound good to that audience because they don't know any better. Listen, I, listen, I, I talked to some OGs. I'm talking about people that have been in a relationship for 40 years, been married for 50 years. They looking at them young boys talking like, what is he talking? It's not that simple. It's not that simple. Oh, just keep coming home. That's really, really good advice. But there's some nuances in there. Sometimes, yo, I need a break to realize how much I miss this person. My point is, if you build your own table, when you get to the table that you deserve to be at, you'll have more to say. And I just don't want you to like start seeking out these high level tables and you don't really know what you're talking about. But the best way to get at the table is to build something and through the process of building something, you'll learn so much. 
not just theory, okay? No one, no one who's worked really, really hard to like get to the top of a mountain wants to sit at a per, sit at a table with somebody who hasn't worked just as hard as them to get to the mountain. Everybody in my circle of success, we didn't start with any handouts. So if somebody just gets invited and they didn't work as hard as we worked, it's like, yo, how, it, that person don't even deserve to be here. Why? I worked hard to get there and now you get a handout? I want you to take this note. I want you to succeed at something. You got to succeed at something. Success doesn't have to be a million dollars, but you need to succeed at something. If you've successfully been married for 20 years, you deserve a seat at the table. Why? You've succeeded at something. If you have been, if you are a chronic alcoholic and you got over it and you haven't touched a drink in 10 years, you haven't touched a drink in five years, you deserve a seat at the table. Why? Because you've succeeded at something. It doesn't always have to be money. It doesn't always have to be building a business. Succeed at something. Get some results from the few clients that you got. Okay. So one, the best way to get at the table is to build your own or have your own table. Number two, you can offer high value to high level table sitters. That's a good one. Getting a seat at the table. Offer high value to high level table sitters. Now, take this note. Everybody gets a plus one. When you get invited to a table, you get a plus one. For the most part, you you always get a plus one. Meaning you could always bring somebody. And you're typically going to bring the person that adds the most value. So I was invited to an event yesterday. And I couldn't make it because um, my family, uh, they did like a Father's Day cookout. So I had to go to that. But when they sent the invitation, it was like, yo, you know, we got a seat for you and two others. So I actually had a plus two. It's a given. Wifey's coming, right? But I also put my man Reese on the list. Now, I didn't go, but Reese offers high value because he follows me with a camera and creates content for me every day. So he automatically just gets a seat at the table because he's connected and offering value to somebody that sits at a table. Isn't that cool? And listen, value isn't always business. Look, check this out. Being easy to talk to offers high value to high level table sitters. Being easy to talk to. Being Listen, being connected to others makes you the plug. So, if you have a connection to other people, if someone can call you and say, yo, I need a videographer here. Yo, do you know anybody that, that does graphic design? Do you, and you have like a good network of people, you offer high value to high level tables. Because I know I can call this person and say, yo, do you know so-and-so? Do you know somebody who can help me with this? And for some reason, you always got it. You've got a network because people like you. Be really, really good at something and not necessarily successful at it, but really, really good. Here's what I mean. Uh, somebody can be really, really good at building apps, let's say, 
but not really successful at it. Meaning they don't got a whole lot of clients. But if they're really, really good at it, they probably just need more exposure. But they're really, really good at it. I know. I like to find people who are really, really good at something who haven't started feeling themselves yet. Because with success, people start to feel themselves. So if you're really, really good at something, you haven't been super successful at it, you're probably a little more humble and you're just really, really good at it. Now, those are the people I like to work with and grow with. Uh, but you also have to be like, you have to have soft skills and have to like, like you as a person. There's so many caveats to that because I know there's going to be some people like, yo, I'm really good at this. Won't you take me under your wing? Well, you got to listen to the other parts of this message where it's like, yo, build your own table, which is I, I, I'm imagining for some people contradictory. I'm just giving you opera. I'm just giving you ways to get in a seat and table. So just because I'm saying like I want someone who's really, really good at something that necessarily hasn't built their own table, I'd still invite that person. This is me, me personally, me personally, okay? All right, number three, be in the right place at the right time. Okay, some of you live too far from the table. <laughs> some of you just, like you, there's, there's nobody in your town that is building anything. So you're in, like we are in a, a world of social media where, you know, I guess the world has become a lot smaller, but sometimes you need that energy from an area that is vibrant. Some of you just live too far. There's nothing going on. You're not inspired, not motivated. Perfect example, my boy Words Taylor, he is really, really good at what he does, but he lives in Iowa. And making six figures is huge in Iowa. And I told him last year, I said, bro, if you, if you were to move to a city like Atlanta, you'll make a million dollars a lot faster. You'll make a million dollars a lot faster. And he believes me, and he said he's going to move. And But he came down, he came down like to Atlanta for a month or whatever. He's like, yo, Dave, I made more money in this one month coming to Atlanta than I made. Like, that. I'm like, I told you, I'm not guessing here. It's something about being in the environment where things are happening. Like, sometimes you've got to be at the right place at the right time. I was having a conversation, right, and he said, uh, I said, bro, living in Iowa is costing you like $50,000 a month. You Listen, y'all can tag words, so y'all can tell him I'm talking about him. We just had this conversation. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, yo, I'm going to move next year for sure. Me and wife, we already planned it out. I'm like, all right, bet. I'm just saying we got six months left in this year. Now, again, you got a family and all that kind of stuff. So it's just me talking entrepreneurial. I'm not like talking through family stuff and preparing to move and all that. But I said, yo, living in Iowa is costing you $50,000 a month. And he said, yo, I'm about to come. I said, he said, yo, I'm going to come in a year. Next year, I'm there. I said, bro, that's what's up. We got six more months this year. 
And I'm like, yo, living there is costing you $300,000 and you just don't even care. <laughs> or, or like it's 50,000 times six is $300,000. Even if you move in January, you wait, waiting till January costs you 300,000. <laughs> yes, yes. Jen, Jen just put it in the chat too. I was ordered. I was ordered like, yo, you just moved to Atlanta. What's up with you? And then Jen just put it in the chat. I didn't hit six figures until I moved to Atlanta. Duh. Here's what's crazy. And it's not even that Jen is out like that. But she's so close to the table. Like every now and again, she can she can pull up anywhere I'm at. She can just pull up. Just be in the, the environment, be in the energy. It's different. This is different. My boy, my boy Jose, he moved out. I be pressuring people. Yo, move to Atlanta. Just move. I told Jose that. And he's already doing well, but he's probably doing well, well, well now. Because he can just pull up at different tables. Am I right? Yeah, I, I, every time I look up, Jose, he's either, you know, Wall Street Trapper Studio or he with CJ. And like, or he's with me or he's with Neo or he's with like all these people. And it's like, Okay, here's the thing. I'm not telling y'all to move to Atlanta, though. <laughs> We're full. <laughs> All right, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. So, listen, being at the right place at the right time. Uh, again, some of you just need to move because nobody's eating where you're at. Okay, show up consistently. And if you can, like, you can show up consistently being in the right place at the right time. And this is how... What's the L word? What's the L word? I like that y'all hate. <laughs> Yo, you can, you get lucky. Not leverage, just lucky. You just get lucky. Yo, what's crazy is I've been places and just got lucky. You show up and then somebody's there and it's, wow, what was the odds? I didn't work hard for you to be here. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know the person was going to be there and need exactly what I offer and I'm going to connect with the person. You just get lucky. Do me a favor. There was a bunch of people at uh, Black Equity Con. How many people you happened to meet somebody that was exactly who you were looking for? Or you had some sort of opportunity that you otherwise wouldn't have had unless you showed up. You didn't work for that. Now, you, you, you got there. You worked hard to show up, but... Sometimes, sometimes, I know you're aligned. Golly, y'all, so <laughs> it's not lucky, it's alignment, I guess. I understand. I call it lucky. You just got lucky. But the more you show up, the more lucky you get. You just happen to be in the right, oh, I know you're going to be here. So y'all don't like the word lucky. I guess you manifested you being the other person being there. I don't know how the manifestation works like that, but. You get what I'm saying. All right, cool. Let's keep going. Number four. A good way to get a seat at the table. Y'all all right? If you with me, just say I'm with you. If you with me, just say I'm with you. Just throw it in the chat. You with me. Just let me know. I just need to know y'all with me. Okay? Because, listen, there are some tables that are prepared for you. There are some tables that are prepared for you. but I really desire that you become prepared to sit there because heavy is the crown. 
Listen, I, there's there's already a table prepared for you. But one, we got you got to find it, and two, you got to be qualified to sit in that seat. Okay. Number four, keep working on something. Be excited and always talk about it. Keep working on something. I'm, here's uh, here's uh, there's a there's a a table invitation hack. Okay. Keep working on something. Be working on something consistently. Always be excited about the thing that you're working on. And always talk about it. There's something called branding, right? And in branding, what it says is the idea that you shape in people's mind about you, like a thing, like the brand. If you have been doing the same thing, if so if you had been doing the same thing for a long time and you are excited about it and you're always talking about it, one, you'll probably succeed at it. Two, a person that you were talking to two years ago, if you're still doing the thing, they'll assume that you're much further ahead than when you met them two years ago. And then check this out. You become an expert in that person's mind because you've been doing it for two years. I don't know how certain people's podcasts are going, but anytime I hear somebody that's on episode 200, I'm like, yo, you lit. And if you're talking excitedly about your podcast, I'm like, yo, this person, because you can't see podcast numbers. You can't see it. I can't see how many downloads you have. But I assume if you did something and you have 200 plus episodes and you've been doing it and you're excited when you talk about it, your podcast must be lit. In my mind, that's the stuff I think of. You'll get a, you'll get invited to the table through consistency alone of doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. If you are a music like a, a, a musician, an artist, and you're constantly doing that thing and you're constantly talking about it, I'll assume that you're really good at it because you're still doing it. But some of you will never get invited to the table because every time we talk to you, you're doing something else. There are certain tables that are perfect for you. But we're not going to invite you because you haven't been doing the thing that you're talking about long enough. If you haven't been doing something long enough, you're automatically looked at somebody who doesn't really know what they're talking about. Oh, all right. So look, listen, listen, check this out. Check this out. You, ne you never know who's into what you're into. And they want to know that you've been working on it and you're excited about it. But check this out. Investors invest in things that appear to be a good investment. Investors invest in things that can that appear to be a good investment. So if you've been doing something long enough, you're really, really excited about it. And like you're, you're making some sort of progress. And this is the only thing you talk about. An investor will not only invest in the idea, but they'll invest in this person because it shows signs of consistency. And has have you ever not understood something but someone else was so excited about it you started to consider it i'll give you a really good example one of my friends sent me and they're really excited about this investment it's an investment opportunity they're really really excited she sent me this paperwork and um she's like yo we're gonna have a meeting it was a live meeting a live meeting uh in atlanta and she said um 
She's like, yo, this joint's dope. Da, da, da. She sent me the paperwork. I'm reading through the paperwork and I didn't understand it. And she hit me back. She's like, yo, you didn't reply. You don't like it? I was like, no, it's not. I don't like it. I don't understand it. But she was like, yo, it's dope. And she's, she's got really, really excited about it. And I started to think to myself, what am I missing? Wow, I re- I probably need to really take a look at this thing. It wasn't even the thing that got me excited. It was the person that was excited about it. So I want to invest in something that other people are excited about. The, the thing is, when you talk about your brand, your business, because you're in such a struggle mode, it's hard for you to muster up the excitement because you don't believe that this is the greatest thing in the world. Somebody put excitement in the chat. If you could, if you need to add a little more excitement to your conversation when you start talking about the thing that you talk about, I'm telling you, your excitement alone will paint a picture in someone's mind that you deserve to be at a table. Your excitement alone, I'm telling you. Excitement. So I I guess I could wrap that one into excitement and consistency. Those are the two things that will get you an invitation to the table. Excitement and consistency. Somebody put consistency in the chat. Just be doing something long enough for them to remember. Oh, I remember talking to this one person that does this thing. Like, Okay. Number five. So let's just, just run it back. One, the best way to get a seat at the table is to build your own. You need to have a, a table that you can go to that you built. You don't need somebody else's table. And then people start inviting you. Number two, offer high value to high level table sitters. Number three, be in the right place at the right time. You got to be in the building. Number four, keep working on something. Be excited and always talk about it. Excitement and consistency, right? Number five, be popular. You'll get a seat at the table just being popular. I'm telling you, if other people know you and have good things to say about you, you'll get invited to the table. People need to like you, I think, in this scenario. Not always, not always. You might have a different idea, dream, whatever, but I think it's important that people like you. And if enough people like you, they'll invite you to it. They'll invite you because everybody likes you which means we need to work on our soft skills. Some of you are excited and consistency and consistent, but you don't know how to talk to people. And people don't like you. I don't know. I I mean, some people that I just, you ever talk to somebody and they, it was a good vibe? I don't know how to explain a vibe though. You ever been there? I don't, I don't again, I don't, I don't know how to like explain what a vibe is, but Anybody ever gave you some really good vibes and you just, yo, we should hang out more. You had a good conversation with them. It wasn't even about like the thing that they do or how prolific they are. You just like, yo, I really like this person. Work on your soft skills. Getting, sometimes getting people to like you as a person requires work and practice. I my my favorite compliment <clears throat> is when people say, "Yo, I like th- th- okay." So I meet some people 
And obviously, if they listen to the podcast or they follow me and you know, kind of watch some of my content, I'll see them in the streets and they're like, oh my God. Yo, you, yo, you, you, you got the podcast. You got the podcast. Oh, yo, I listen to you every day. And it's, it's almost, it's almost like a starstruck type thing. And my, my immediate objective is to let them know, bro, I'm just like you. (laughs) I'm a real, I'm a regular person that is excited about the thing I'm talking about. And I've been doing it for a long time. And my goal is to get better and better at it. But my objective is I don't want, I don't necessarily want you to look at me like that. And it's, it's hap- it happens more often, like every, it's happening more and more often, which is a blessing. But I never, ever, you know, sometimes you can meet somebody like that and they kind of keep the status thing. And it's like, be blessed, King. You know what I mean? Like, they got this air about them. And my objective is to work on my soft skills, to, like, de-arm that. And let's just take it to a regular conversation. Yo, I appreciate you, fam. How your day? You good? Everything all right? Man, listen. I like what you got going on. I might give a compliment or something like that. But this is a, this is a skill to work on. Because you want people to have good things to say about you. Like, I... My biggest compliment wouldn't be like, yo, I met the guy I listen to every morning. I want them to leave like, yo, I met the dude. Yo, he's super cool. It's it's by design for me. But your soft skills is something I, I'm begging you to work on. So that when people like leave your presence, it's a good experience. And they want to invite you to certain tables because you're just a good person. How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, we read that together, right, in our book club. We read that together. I've read it probably four times. And I hope, I hope some people don't think it's like, um, it's like a, a, a tactic necessarily. But it is. I think I'm blessed in the way that I've, uh, I'm, I'm real comfortable in who I am. Meaning, I don't, I can't believe it's 854. How can I say it? Um, if you know, it's not like I'm one way in public and one way around my friends and family and all that kind of stuff. Like, I I take great pride in the fact that I I love people, no matter, like, what it is. But is it a skill or a tactic? Yes. But does it need to be who you are? Yes. But if it's not who you are and it's not genuine, just use it as a skill until it becomes genuine. Cool? All right, great. Let's keep going. Uh, yes. Uh, just work on getting people to like you. And you can get people, you can become more popular by helping more people. The more people you help, the more your name starts to float around. And number six, this last, you can serve your way to the table. Servants get in the room too. But it's just harder to get a seat. You know what I mean? You can serve. You can you can serve your way to the table. But if you start out as a servant, you'll stay there longer. 
And eventually, I think, like, you'll get in the room. You'll be able to connect with people. But I prefer you add value versus serve. Now, I know there are some people who say, yo, you need to serve, which is cool. That is that is one school of thought, and I'm not saying that it's wrong. In my opinion, if I've had someone uh, come to me and say, I just want to serve, In my head, I see the person not as an equal, but as a lesser than, maybe. I don't. I don't. I don't know. How, I don't know how to explain it necessarily. And there are people who elevate that way. It's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong with it. Okay, I'm just. I'm just saying. You can't. You can. You can approach someone and say, yo, I just want to serve. And that's fine. But it's hard to get the person to actually look at you as a partner versus a servant or an assistant. Where if you if you have some sort of specialty skill and you add value to the person, it's not necessarily serving. It's a partnership. I'm someone that's adding value not a servant necessarily. So for instance, me and Jen's relationship started where she added value. It wasn't serving. It was like, I, I, I have something that you need. And she approached it with that confidence. I, even if you do something for free, just say, I just want to serve the organization. I just want to serve. It's like, yo, I bring a unique skill set. So when I started, when I started working with Jen, it wasn't server servee relationship. It was more of a she's providing a service that adds value. Does that make sense? But but in all fairness, in all fairness, you can serve your way to the table. You can be an assistant. Fonsworth Bentley did that, right? I, I mean, his whole thing was like, yo, when did he get out the car? I got the... <laughs> I don't know if he did it like that, but I got I got the umbrella. You know what I mean? Like, I'm serving. And then he built his own career and his own... So I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm not saying it doesn't work, which is why I added it to the list. Okay, um... Yeah, so I'm just saying it's harder to get a seat at the table when you're serving the table because you get what I'm saying. All right, I love y'all, man. It's the top of the hour. The morning meetup is amazing. Are y'all telling y'all friends about the morning meetup and telling them to join too? Y'all be telling your friends like, yo, just go to themorningmeetup.com. Do y'all tell them about the most amazing community in the world? The morning meetup? Do y'all let them know? Okay. All right, well, as long as Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 